Welcome to Blue Gold Radio Sunday News. My name is Talia Van Sistine, and I am your host for this evening's news update. The planned merging of the Office of Multicultural Affairs and Blue Gold Beginnings is now being delayed. Previously on Blue Gold Radio Sunday News, we discussed how Blue Gold Beginnings works to educate and inspire underrepresented, low-income, and first-generation students. While the Office of Multicultural Affairs, or OMA, creates events, programming, and training that works to create an inclusive campus culture for all, according to both of the department's websites. Spectator reporter Maddie Casper spoke with me about this past week's student senate meeting, where they discussed the delaying of this merge in addition to new resolutions that are being drafted. So, Maddie, earlier in the semester, students were notified that Blue Gold Beginnings and the Office of Multicultural Affairs will be merging. What was said at this week's student senate meeting about these two departments merging? During the Board of Directors report, Mencho Mua, the Director of Equity and Student Matters Commission, said the merger will be delayed until at least this summer, and there will now be a committee meeting about the merger every week. Mua also said that student interns from the Office of Multicultural Affairs and Blue Gold Beginnings will attend to ensure student views are being represented at the committee meetings. Did they say at all why this merge is being delayed? Mua did not specify why it was delayed, and no other senators spoke about the merger during Monday's meeting. So I know you mentioned that there will be some more meetings about this topic. Can you kind of explain more about these meetings that will be happening in the near future? Yes. Olga Diaz, the Vice Chancellor of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion and Student Affairs, sent out an email on Wednesday, March 9th, informing students of forums in the future. In her email, Diaz said that the forums will serve as a monthly update about the merger and an opportunity to get suggestions from students. According to Diaz, the forums will be held from 3 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. in room 1614 of Centennial Hall on March 16th, April 20th, and May 11th. Okay. And in terms of other things that were discussed at the Student Senate meeting this past week, I understand that the Intergovernmental Affairs Commission is currently drafting several new resolutions. Can you explain what these resolutions are and what they plan to accomplish? Yeah, Intergovernmental Affairs Director Bailey Carruthers said the IGA Commission is drafting resolutions to condemn recent bills passed by the Wisconsin State Assembly. The first resolution will be addressing Assembly Bill 884 and analysis by the Legislative Reference Bureau quotes, this bill specifies if any University of Wisconsin system institution requires that core general education courses include a course in diversity or ethnic studies. This requirement may be satisfied by a student's successful completion of a course in the U.S. Constitution, including the Bill of Rights, end quote. The bill passed the State Assembly with a vote of 60 to 34 to 2, and as of recording this, the State Senate has not yet voted on the bill. Okay. And then the second resolution will be about Assembly Bill 885, which, according to the analysis by the Legislative Reference Bureau, eliminates civil immunity for administrators for violating First Amendment free expression rights. And this bill also passed the State Assembly with the same vote margin and has not yet been voted on by the State Senate. And it's my understanding, after talking with Carruthers, that the resolutions will be introduced and voted on 
at the next Student Senate meeting on Monday, March 14th. Maddie, is there anything else that the campus community should know about this week's Student Senate meeting and what was discussed? Yeah, Information Technology Commission Director Stuart Skamehorn said he is drafting a resolution in support of adding computers back into residence halls. And then Destiny Wilson was sworn in as a senator. Great. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. In other news, the Forum series started again this week for the first time since November 2019. On Wednesday, Raj Patel discussed his presentation, How Do We Feed 10 Billion People Sustainably? Uh, so right now, there's something very wrong with our food system. It is uh, clearly not working for a large slice of humanity. Um, but here's the good news. We can do it. Uh, this uh, paper, I'm not going to spend terribly long on it, but I do want to walk you through some of the ideas uh, in this splendid paper in uh, the journal Nature Sustainability. But basically what, what, what all of this shows is that right now, where we are, uh, there's, uh, we're in trouble. We are way beyond our planet's capacity to be able to feed us. Uh, and we, are, uh, we have reached four important uh, planetary boundaries, four constraints that if we continue to reach them will result in, the, you know, in catastrophic disaster for the planet. Um, we have broken the integrity of our biosphere uh, through, uh, you know, through being essentially starting the sixth extinction. Uh, and with vast species loss uh, can come a cascade of consequences that will have some very long and very dark implications for being able to feed the world. Molly Larson, an education intern in the Student Office of Sustainability, introduced Patel before his presentation. And afterwards, I spoke with her about her reactions to what he said. So I guess, what are your initial reactions to the presentation? I really enjoyed it. I am very interested in this topic because um, for my uh, capstone research, I talked about ecofascism, which is a movement that is basically claiming that there's too many people on the planet to feed and we need to get rid of people through various means. Some people um, advocate for mass murder. And so this is a topic that I'm really interested in because I know that's obviously morally wrong, but also people have a misconception about overpopulation and thinking there's too many people on the planet. And so understanding that like we can feed 10 billion people sustainably is really, really important, I think, for people to let go of that myth that we need to like force low birth rates and other, other means that I think are unethical. <laughs> and what do you hope people are taking away today from this? I hope people become more politically active, frankly. Um, you talked at the end about how we can't buy our way out of this problem, so obviously like forcing individuals to feel the burden of the climate crisis is not good, but also feel like feeling like individuals can be empowered to make change through politics and like certain personal decisions, um, like trying to shop locally and things like that, I think is really important. And also helping our communities who are food insecure, because even in Eau Claire, we have a lot of insecure, food insecure families and a lot of children who go hungry when they are not at school and provided with meals. And for our last story of the night, I talked with TV10 anchor Ellie Pomerlew about an interview she and fellow anchor Katie McCoy did with assistant professor of political science Demir Kovacevic. They discussed the Russia-Ukraine war and how Ukraine and other countries are responding. 
So Ellie, can you tell me why you and Katie were interested in interviewing Dr. Kovacevic about his expertise on the Russia-Ukraine war? Yeah, for sure. So I actually had Demir for one of my professors for my international politics class, and he's just very, very knowledgeable about that. And so I knew that he was the person I wanted to ask specifically about this conflict, so Katie and I kind of agreed that this is a big thing going on, but how do we better communicate that conflict to students? And even though I'm a political science major, I'm definitely not vastly knowledge in international conflict. So we decided the best thing to do would be to bring in someone who knew a lot more and interview them and have them break it down for students. Great. And why do you think it's important for students to know about what's going on in Ukraine right now? It's, it's a big issue. And although it's something happening across the world. It's something that's definitely affecting our country as well and people in our country. And it's it's also just in general, it's a huge humane crisis. It's, it's just hard to watch other human beings going through what the civilians in Ukraine are going through at the moment. And I guess also, since that's such a difficult thing to process, I think it's important to be informed on how to become more knowledgeable about what's going on and how to understand it, ways to help, ways to stay informed, and just to understand also like where our country is at with that and what our role is. You know, are we involved in war? Are we not involved in a war? It's kind of a lot. It's a difficult thing to comprehend, especially in a day and age where most people wouldn't expect war to happen again. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And to see the full interview that Ellie and Kitty did with Dr. Kovacevic, you can go to the UW Eau Claire TV 10 YouTube channel. Now that's all the news I have for you tonight. Thank you for tuning in to Blue Gold Radio Sunday News. This has been Talia Van Sistian for Blue Gold Radio Sunday at 89.7 WUEC.